asked to bring a meditation this us this morning of a favourite character of the Bible who had has inspired me. And uh, this is the scripture that I read many years ago as a young man, and it gave me a glimpse of courageous faith. The request of Caleb at the foot of Mount Horeb. Let's see from Numbers 14, verse 12. Now therefore, give me this mountain of which the Lord spoke in that day. For you heard in that day how the Anakim was there, and that the cities were great and fortified. It may be that the Lord will be with me, and I shall be able to drive them out, as the Lord said. Caleb was a strange and amazing character. His father uh, gave him his name by custom, and his name meant dog, not a name I would give to my son. Uh, we know that fathers gave name to their children, giving a meaning or an association with their current circumstances. Uh, for an example, Ichabod was given to one of uh, Eli's uh, uh, grandsons, meaning the glory has departed. Could it be that he was expressing how life was uh, treating him? Was it a dog's life he was experiencing? We are not told of the early years of Caleb's life uh, or what had marked him the man he was. We are allowed to surmise that as a slave in Egypt, life was not easy and life was very difficult. He witnessed the results of ten plagues, took part in the Passover, and the angel of death passed over and spared his life. He walked on the dry land, uh, crossing the seabed out of Egypt into the wilderness, and watched in awe as the returning waters drowned the Egyptian army. Caleb had a life, uh, had, had several incidents in his life that were quite notable, but he was, I guess, a person who played second fiddle to someone else happily. He followed faithfully followed Moses and lately followed Joshua. And the Bible portrayed him as one who gives a good example of faith and courage in the face of great opposition. By definition, he was his own man. He made his own judgments. Uh, he was not swayed by others. He had great faith in the ability of the God that he served. I'm reminded of a verse from the New Testament which says, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. And as we journey through this thing we call life, success or failure is bound up in our ability to see the big picture. But the problem is we only get one chance to get it right. Caleb's spiritual outlook was that he saw God was good as his word and that God was faithful to those who were faithful to him. Uh, but on the power and strength of God he trusted. It was a case of one man and his God. He was 40 years old when he, along with many others, was set free to leave their life of captivity and set out for the promised land. Such was his outstanding character he is chosen to represent his tribe and is chosen to be one of the 12 spies who would go into the land of Canaan to discover what the land of promise was like and what it would be like to conquer the land. Forty days they went through the land, uh, length and breadth, 
saw all that it was to see, and with God's help, not one was discovered by the inhabitants. And they came back and reported to Moses and the elders of Israel all that they had found out about the land. Joshua and Caleb report that it was as God had promised, a good land full of good things, and that with God's help they should go straight in and take what God had promised. It is said by Jewish tradition that it was Caleb who insisted on taking a branch of grapes as evidence of the fruitfulness of the land. Perhaps he was suspicious about the other the report of the other spies. The other ten spies only saw how strong the defences were and how great the enemy was, especially the sons of Anak, a giant race who lived with the inhabitants of the land. They had no faith in their God or the ability of their leaders to see this project through. They cried it would have been better if we had stayed in captivity in Egypt. We hear the language of faith from Caleb at this time. It says, but Caleb tried to quiet the people as they stood before Moses. Let's go at once and take the land, he said. We can certainly conquer it. You see, faith removes mountains. But fear enslaves and keeps us from rejoicing what God has purposed for us. As I see it shown in Caleb's life, either you have big problems and a small God, or you have a big God and small problems. In their lack of faith, in God's ability to perform all that he had promised, they laid the accusation that their little ones would be consumed in the attempt to take the promised land. Finally, they played their last hand. In their blind unbelief, they would have stoned Joshua and Caleb to death. But a mighty demonstration of the power of God and the glory of God at that moment made them afraid of God and they dispersed with haste and Joshua and Caleb were spared. How fickle is human nature! How soon they had forgot the mighty miracles that God had done to rescue them from the cruel taskmasters of Egypt. Ten plagues were placed on the Egyptians, each one increasing in intensity until they finally submitted to let them go from captivity. And to top it off, Passing through the Red Sea and pursuing the Egyptian army was drowned in the depths of the returning tide. And what of the miraculous daily rations of survival food that rained down overnight every day? Such blindness to the goodness of God was the last straw, and they themselves uh, have, would have been destroyed by the Almighty but for the intercession of Moses. But their blindness and failure to trust God lost them the privilege of receiving the promise of God. And everyone over the age of 20 perished in the wilderness over the next 40 years, except Joshua and Caleb. David Pawson wrote a journey that should, never, that should have taken 11 days took 40 years. Numbers should never have been written. It was killing time. And to counteract their accusation, every little one survived and entered the promised land. An interesting backdrop uh, to this incident is this. The land is distributed to Israel to fulfill a covenant promise. Abraham was promised the land and his descendants. Uh, 
because the inhabitants of the land were exceedingly sinful, and the Almighty was redistributing the land to Israel. That's the real cause behind it. And the only thing from stopping Abram's descendants receiving the promise of God was themselves. Their unbelief that God could and wonderfully fulfill his promise denied them their inheritance. You see, faith propels forward, but rebellions and unbelief direction is retreat and defeat. Paul told the Corinthians that Numbers was written down as an example and a warning to us, and he meant this as a clear statement of the book's purpose, to warn us about unbelief. Now years later, 45 years to be exact, is the next episode in Caleb's life that is instructive. Caleb is now 85 years old and the nation of Israel has entered the land he had spied out 45 years prior. It has now come time to do the hard work of dispossessing the people from the land God had given Israel. Caleb passionately asked if he might stake a claim to a certain part of the land in his plea recorded in Joshua 14. This is what God had promised him. The land of Canaan on which you just, uh, were just walking will be your grant of land and that of your descendants forever because you wholeheartedly follow the Lord my God. Caleb reminded his fellow spy leader Joshua that he had followed God fully. In fact, the phrase is used three times in the passage. He had kept the mission as his passion. Time had not eroded his zeal. Put another way, when Caleb had followed God as a 40-year-old leader and was still following God as an 85-year-old, it was no fad, it was no flash in the pan, sort of season his life. His was not a New Year's resolution that was made and promptly broken. After 45 years, he was still going strong and wanted to accomplish great things to God's glory. This second trait in Caleb's character was faithful or being faithful over the long haul. 45 years waiting patiently for God to fulfill his promise. What the scripture says, Wait on the Lord and he shall strengthen thine heart. How about you? Have you given up on tackling great things for God? Are you still in the game, putting forth your best effort, or have you reclined to the bench or sofa to watch the younger generation attempt great things for God? A man who remains faithful to God's purpose will be used by God at whatever age. God will walk, walk beside his servant and use him at any time. Though Caleb had a dog's life during the first years of his life, during the next 45 years, he still believed God would be faithful to his promise. Caleb's uncompromising convictions, unreserved commitment, unalterable courage, and unwavering confidence symbolizes the strength of a true adherent to God and his word. God had promised he would inherit all the land he had trod on, and now he stands at the base of a mountain he was familiar with. It was the mountain of Anak, or where his descendants lived. If anyone should have murmured at the difficulties of taking the land, it was him. His inheritance was the stronghold of the giants. No wonder that God saw a different spirit in Caleb to all the rest. 
He saw that with the Almighty at his side, no mountain, no opponent, no opposition whatsoever was going to stop him from what God had promised him. Caleb lived by faith, not feelings. The task in hand would make anyone shudder. But courage is not courage if feelings of trepidation and inadequacy did not occur. But faith is the action of doing something fearful that you wouldn't want to face. But is faced because he believed the promise of God. Guess what? If you were a giant and everybody was afraid of you, wouldn't you live and have the best of everything? And you guessed it, they did. But God was giving the best to his faithful servant. All he had to do was go up the mountain and chuck them out. And true faith always confronts mountains of doubt. And true active faith always scales the heights and reaps the reward. Whilst David took on one giant, Caleb took on three and sent them packing. And with the help of Othniel, his nephew, he threw out the rest. And to top it all, he became the guardian of the tomb of his ancestral fathers who had received the promise of God that this land would be theirs. The cave of Machpelah was close by, which was the burying place of Abram, Isaac, Jacob and Joseph. What lessons do we learn from these characters of old? Are they relevant today? Well, the same God has sent a deliverer in the form of his son, Jesus Christ. In Christ you can be delivered from the slavery of sin. Christ is our Passover and delivers us from eternal death. And irrespective of our past, God will give us a future, an eternal one. Lowly as a dog, yet he became a great blessing. And Christ changes our nature and, and who we are to make us a blessing too. By God's grace, we can face and go through difficult wilderness experiences. By God's grace, all walls of opposition will come crashing down. By God's grace, we will enjoy him forever in a place prepared for us. There is a scripture that says this, and God is speaking. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. Caleb found God and the answers to the overcoming life because he followed the Lord with all of his heart. And the same promise exists to us. If we seek Christ with all our hearts, he will we will find him and the promise new life and a future of heaven. Jesus said, All who come to me, I will in no wise cast out. May God bless you. I trust you will seek the Saviour with all your heart and not only find salvation, but a friend who accompanies you through all the varied experiences of life and arrive at heavenly destination to dwell in the presence of God for all eternity. Amen.